It's about time someone gets real. Bro, are you sure we're even supposed to be listening to this? Welcome to the Church Misfit Podcast with motivational and thought-provoking content designed to push you further personally, professionally, and spiritually. If this don't move you, you might be dead. Here's your host, Catalyst Collective founder, Joe Elliott. All right, we're back for round two. We got with us Chris Moroff, author of the new book, Align. And and let me just stop right here and just say, if you have not listened to our last podcast with Chris, you need to stop and go listen to that. There are fundamental principles there for every single leader that you should really take to heart and check out before you carry this on. Because this, what we're going to do in a very short period of time is we're going to get to the heart of... Uh, actually Chris's heart for the church today and where his new book and his leadership philosophy and mentality really has a lot to speak into the pain that a lot of us are are experiencing. So welcome back, Chris. Thank you so much. Uh, appreciate it. I, let's, let's go right into um, the, the whole state of the church today. Like, yeah. what, is, what, is your, what are your thoughts on the state of of our church in our culture right now in America? I think one of the things that um, it has me, and I'll speak to it from my perspective, like my interaction with the church. It's very personal to me. I grew up in the church. Um, I grew up with a family that was very dedicated to church. Um, You know, we were at church at least three times a week. Uh, we were um, serving in a lot of different capacities. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I have a lot of background with the church. And wh- where I find myself today is this concept that, man, we're all doing church in so many different ways. And um, it makes me wonder um, what would happen if we all for a moment um, figured out what was the purpose f- for me as the church. Mm-hmm. Stop thinking about big church or little church or but me as the church. I'm the body. I'm the bride. Mm-hmm. And so what is my purpose uh, to be on this earth? And if I think about how I can connect to that purpose as it relates to glorifying my God, reflecting his glory in everything uh, that we do, that we think, that we say, um, how much impact um, could I have? Let's say mm-hmm. that I lived out of singularity for, for a moment um, in, in how I conduct myself and what I talk about in how I interact with people. I think that uh, that would bring clarity for people as to who I am and the God I represent. Mm-hmm. Now take that times millions. Mm-hmm. Um, and the diversity of what we all bring to the table, mm-hmm. it really waters down every aspect of our ultimate purpose to be on this planet. And so kind of my um, relationship with the church right now is complicated because I really want desperately for us to unite around a singular purpose. Oh my gosh, that should be a Facebook status, right? Forget the relationship stuff. What is your relationship with the church? Because I'm going to put complicated too. I'm <laughs> yeah. changing my status. That's, right. that, that's, yeah. that's so right. Because I think, you know, we, we, we even call this the Church Misfit Podcast because although we have a deep love for Jesus, when we look at how we often structure and run things, there's a lot to be desired. Mm-hmm. And we know we're falling short in a lot of ways. And there's this angst, there's this tension that we don't know how to address. Um, you know, guys like, you know, Chris enter the, enter the picture in church, and he has this great 
spiritual gift of business administration, of creativity, of innovation, but those things aren't valued typically in a normal church setting. So what do you do with that, that kind of tension? Um, you know, and, and I think one of the things that people need to know about you is that you have done a brilliant job of, t- of wrestling with that tension, but then just saying, you know what, like you're describing, I'm part of the church everywhere I go. You have created a church-like atmosphere within your own for-profit organization and business. You said, I've got leadership influence, and, and with that leverage, I'm going to love people really, really well. I'm going to take my gifts and what I'm good at, and I'm going to apply them to the business world. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, you know, and I often wonder, hey, is this something that I should be stepping into? This is kind of on the fringe of what business uh, is supposed to do. You know, I um, have this mentality every time I think about, hey, I want to open up uh, our business meeting in a word of prayer. I'm thinking, well, is this something I should be doing? Can I be doing it? What are the rules around that? And and, and Mordecai, he keeps whispering in my ear, mm-hmm. Chris, for such a time as this, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter why you have influence what got you to this point, mm-hmm. but for such a time as this, are you going to be faithful in this mm-hmm. moment uh, to step through? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk to us about your, your latest endeavor, 2-2 Consulting. Like, what is this about? Yeah, it goes back to that concept of how do we, for any church ministry, understand a singular purpose? When I think of most churches, it's full of incredibly, especially church leadership, incredibly passionate people. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody goes in to take terrible pay to work with really hard people, mm-hmm. um, outside of their passion for Christ. Right. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough spot to be. Mm-hmm. Well, the reality is, um, why are so many passionate people not able to accomplish amazing things? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because their passion is not aligned. Mm-hmm. It's close, but they don't talk about the things that need to be talked about in order to get perfect alignment. Hmm. So yeah. where do you start? Right, right. If we're because we've been in, we're all in part of those church cultures in some way, where it's it's we're frustrated with some form of leadership at the church, and and we're like they don't get it, they don't get it. You know, people are not wanting to volunteer here, people are not wanting to serve here, people are not wanting to stay here. Like, and there's frustration all around because there's a desire in every church to want to grow your church, but that's not happening in America. We're in a consolidation mode is how I see it. Like stocks consolidate in their price. What's happening is like churches with poor leadership are quickly dying and and Christians are flocking to whatever remaining healthy churches are left. It gives us a sense of false growth. But at the same time, the numbers are declining. Church is not growing in America. No. It's rapidly declining. So what what if we're going to hit if I'm a church leader today? And I'm going to say, you know what, I'm willing to hit the reset button and wipe away everything else I was ever taught about leadership in church. Where would I start? What would I need to do? Well, How would I need to realign my own thinking? Yeah, and I think that first step is why it doesn't happen. Hmm. You know, I don't think you can align around um, a concept that um, you wouldn't be willing to lose your entire church over. Hmm. Hmm. It, nothing else will be worth it. There won't be enough of you to push forward that purpose if you're not already willing to give it all away. Wow. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> I, 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 that's uncomfortable. And so without mm-hmm. that, what you already spoke to is you have declining numbers. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know of any other way to evaluate our business growth um, other than to see if it's actually growing. Mm-hmm. I know that seems simple, mm-hmm. but um, but we're un, un, really unwilling to do that in the church. We're unwilling to look at those declining numbers and say, let's try something different. Well, with a business, we try new stuff all the time if I'm not growing. Mm-hmm. That that seems more like it. That seems more common sense. Yeah. But in the church world, for whatever reason, we want to keep doing it the way that we've been doing it for the last hundred years. Mm-hmm. We let traditions, we let our worldview of traditions mm-hmm. or experiences dictate the next thing we do. We don't let our beliefs dictate the next thing that we do. That's good. So right now, my mother-in-law is living with us. We talk about that a lot. Like how often we worship tradition, or we worship worship, or we worship the way we do church verse actually like worshiping and responding to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's one of our heartbeats here at Catalyst is just for innovation. We know it's mm-hmm. a timeless message, but we want to have a timely delivery. Mm-hmm. And so how do we take this to the next generation? Mm-hmm. How do we continue church forward? Mm-hmm. And I love that the frustrations are coming from guys within the church, mm-hmm. but it hasn't like made you quit. It's led you to fullness. Like you push in, you're trying to think, how do I do this more? How do I align with what God has called me to do more? Mm-hmm. And so it's mm-hmm. props. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, uh, that's inside the church. Outside the church, they're looking at 300,000 plus denominations and the disalignment of the church and all these different viewpoints. And you just go on Facebook and you can see it. Uh, yeah. They're, they're trying to figure this out, too. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say you got a, you, we're, I'm a ministry leader, I'm in a church, and I truly am I'm open-handed with this thing. I'm like, Lord, this is your ministry. I'm willing to be the bad guy. I'm willing to do something that's going to completely fail. I just want, I just want to reach people. You know, mm-hmm. if you have a leader that's truly in a humble heart, doesn't care about their name recognition or anything, hmm. like, I just, what should I do to connect with our culture today? What would you say to them? I think you have to really identify um, this concept of um, the next person. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that Jesus, uh, he prays this concept, and it's one that honestly, it, it, it troubles me. Mm-hmm. But he prays uh, in John, he says, hey, um, I know God. He's talking to his Father in heaven, and he says, if there's no perfect unity, with these people. And he uses the word perfect unity. Mm-hmm. They can't, the world won't see me. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. they don't see me, they can't see you. Mm-hmm. So I go back to what's the next thing you do? You got to find perfect unity with at least one other human being mm-hmm. and start the church, mm-hmm. the real church. Mm-hmm. That scares me because perfect unity means you have to talk about things um, that may cause discord. You may have to figure out this path toward perfect unity, Mm -hmm. but he's clear. The world can't see me unless you have perfect unity. Mm -hmm. So you have that one person, all right? You found that person that you are completely synced with. We've got unity. Um, You know, where does this this lead? What are my next steps? What should I be aiming at as a leader? You're going to be perfectly unified around purpose. Okay. Um, and this purpose, um, you can find all throughout Scripture um, different uh, aspects of our call. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I go back to this concept, okay, well, perfect unit around a purpose of glorifying my God. Mm-hmm. Well, now you have like a thousand different ways that you can glorify him, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. But if glorifying him is the thing that we're going to have perfect unity on, mm-hmm. it allows for a lot of different methodologies. That's not what we mm-hmm. want to say. We have to consolidate down to one methodology, but it does start the conversation around this body, this group, we can't do a thousand things. We can only do maybe four things. Mm-hmm. So it's really becoming laser focused on that purpose mm-hmm. so that you can have perfect unity around a few things, not a thousand things. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So I, and I know you're pressed for time. So I want to just, um, I want to reiterate again, if you're, if you're listening to this one, and you didn't go back and hear the first episode with Chris, go back and listen to that. Um, you need to go to the website, alignleadthrive.com. Uh, you need to purchase a copy of, of the book Align, and you need to go through it with that first with that reset button in mind. I'm going to hit the reset button, and I'm going to create a blank slate, and I'm going to soak in chapter by chapter these four steps that I should take to, cho- to totally um, r- really hone in on the culture and the people and the resources, the tasks, everything of where I'm going and why it matters. Um, uh, I'm going to live that out. I'm going to look at that in much detail. And if you get to that point, <laughs> you need to reach out to Chris and his team at Alignment Leadership because, um, because every situation, every church situation is different. I love how you said yeah. it's not about honing it down to one methodology. This is how you should do church. It's more about the if we're a group of diverse people coming together, right, where what are we aligning around mm-hmm. and how are we going to walk it out um and you may think you're doing that already but once you get into this book you'll realize that none of us really are doing it well um but there is a path forward and and I think there's a generation of honestly young and old Christians that are hungry to be led in this manner in this manner so yeah. um man uh thanks for Thanks for like your time again. This is amazing. Absolutely. I, I know Thanks, we're, we're going to do this some more. So, um, man, get a copy of the book. Check out Chris and his team. It's going to be well worth your time, man. Thank we'll you. We'll see you soon. For more free content from Joe and his team of church misfits, visit www.catalystcollective.community.